In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Feast of Pentecost focuses on the third person of the Blessed Trinity, the Holy Spirit. Those of mature years may remember we didn't used to talk much about the Holy Spirit, but rather the Holy Ghost. It's still traditional that at the offertory, at many services, we sing, Praise God from whom all blessings flow, ending with, Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Today, children hearing that term may have a pleasant reaction, perhaps thinking of the cartoon character Casper, the friendly ghost. Or perhaps because of the fun of dressing up like a ghost at Halloween. Or might be scared stiff at the very idea of ghosts. Some years ago, when the church vocabulary was just beginning to change, there was a wonderful cartoon which showed a scene in heaven. There's an office door with frosted glass, and on it has very neat lettering saying, Office of the Holy Ghost. But the word of ghost had been roughly crossed off and the word spirit scratched in below. Well, Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, we know to whom that term refers. Today, I'd like to talk about language, how God communicates with us, and how we do or don't communicate with each other. Have you ever tried to communicate with someone who didn't speak your language and whose language you didn't know at all? Sometimes trying to communicate can be hilarious. Let me give you examples of translations from other languages into English which are literally correct, but which wind up with messages far from what was intended. From an ad for a Greek tailor, order your summer's suit because it is big rush, we will execute customers in strict rotation. <laughs> or a sign on the office door of a physician in Rome, specialist in women and other diseases. I'm glad you think they're funny. So do I. But what if you were sick, needed a doctor, and nobody could understand the information you were trying to give where you're hurt or what are the symptoms you had? Think of how dangerous that could be. In our first reading, St. Luke describes a very strange event. The disciples were speaking in their thick Galilean accents, yet people from all over the world who didn't know their language understood them. In itself, that's astonishing. But even more, despite being amazed, some of the onlookers had a very negative reaction. They couldn't imagine that the scruffy group of the followers of Jesus clearly uneducated and lower class, that people like that could possibly have anything of importance or value to say. No, they were probably just a bunch of low-class drunks. It's at that point, with the crowd sneering, 
Jesus, uh, Peter gets up and speaks about Jesus. It's not a very long sermon. The whole thing is recorded in the book of the Acts of the Apostles. But St. Luke writes that 3,000 people heard it, believed Peter, and were baptized. Who were the people described in that reading? I suspect folks very much like us. They were in Jerusalem on a religious pilgrimage. They'd come there to worship God, just as you and I are sharing in this Eucharist for the same reason. I don't know if they expected to hear God speak to them, or if we expect God to speak to us. But they were there, and God did speak, at least to some of them, not with a booming voice from the sky, but through Peter. What's that all about? And what does it have to do with you or me? On this Feast of Pentecost, we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit into the lives of those early converts. But that's not the only reason. That was then, and this is now. Is there any connection for us, for our relationship with God, for yours or for mine? I'm thinking of a parishioner who had committed a sin and was struggling with guilt as a result. She told me it haunted her. She found it hard to eat, hard to get to sleep, hard to live with the knowledge of what she had done. But then, in church, she heard, really heard the priest say the words of absolution, and she knew she was truly forgiven. Might God speak to you right now, today? Let me suggest that in fact God does speak to us at each Mass. But do we hear? Do we even listen? God speaks to us as we hear the Bible read, speaks in the assurance of the forgiveness of our sins, speaks to the mind-boggling gift of Christ's body and blood in the Blessed Sacrament, perhaps even through the words of a sermon, and definitely in the bestowal of God's blessing as we go back into the world for whatever the week will bring. But think, what language does God use? God the Holy Spirit speaks speaks in the world around us, in the beauty of creation, even in the people whose paths cross ours in so many ways, expected and unexpected. Sometimes it may be simply that someone who is in pain or joy is noticed rather than ignored. And in our response, be it verbal or even just a smile, God speaks through us. And that matters. The collect for today says that the gospel is to be preached to the whole world. So let me ask, who are the preachers who are supposed to do that preaching? 
Members of the clergy? Yes. But not only those in holy orders. I suspect you may know or at least have a hunch of what's coming next. It's a reminder that preaching the gospel isn't limited to standing in a pulpit preaching a sermon. It doesn't even have to mean using words at all. There are two old sayings which are profoundly true. First, the essence of Christian faith is more caught than taught. And second, that you may be the only gospel your neighbor ever reads. Does that leave you thinking, who me? Yes, you. Amen.